Thanks for tuning in. We're Ace Comicals. I have with me my co-host Rahul Jani and Leon Everett. I'm Greg Driver. Let's get started. Comicals episode 4 Sweet Christmas, it's Power Man and Iron Fist And as always I'm joined by Rahul Jani And Leon Everett So we've covered the first trade paperback Which covers the first five issues Of the 2016 Power Man and Iron Fist book And You've got Power Man and Iron Fist These two guys who have Worked together previously Two street level heroes um, And they've come together again for one last time to kind of solve a little bit of unfinished business regarding a friend who's been put in jail and is now coming out of prison and they're there to collect her. From there, it kind of spirals out of control a little bit because she charges them with the task of getting back a necklace and the necklace is magical and it just escalates from there and there's mayhem, there's mysteries to be solved, there's crime bosses, there's magic... It's all a little bit crazy. I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. I I really really enjoyed it. I I quite liked that it was light-hearted and you know just a little bit removed from from some of the darker stuff that I I've been reading recently. I guess I guess I've read a lot of dark stuff recently, a lot of like heavy stuff with heavy themes and things like that and uh well, as you know from a previous review Black Panther, it, that's a heavy book, right? So Let's uh, start with the usual. What did we know about Power Man and or Iron Fist or Power Man and Iron Fist before we came in? And what was our sort of overall thoughts on this incarnation of Power Man and Iron Fist? Do you want to lead the way, Ray? Have you got anything to say? Yeah, like as usual with the things that you guys introduced me to, I had literally no clue about either of these characters. Though it turns out I did know who Power Man was because I've seen Jessica Jones and I watched a bit of Luke Cage on Netflix. Didn't realise that his character becomes Power Man. Um, didn't know anything about Danny Rand as Iron Fist going in. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's really cool. It's Like you said, it's a lot of light-hearted fun, which was a welcome break after some of the really heavy things that we've been reading, as you said. Um yeah, it's lots of fun. These two guys going on a bit of a romp. They're uh, having a laugh and getting in fights. That's exactly what I got into comic books for. Liam? Um, yeah, for myself, um, like going in, I, I, Iron Fist is a bit bit of a blank for me. Uh, I'd known about him and knew sort of uh, his origin. Um my only real interaction with him had been in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, um, the beat-em-up. Uh, and he was quite a cool character in that. But otherwise, didn't know too much about him, apart from the fact that he was one of the Defenders and he's going to a Netflix show, that's all. Whereas uh, Power Man, or Luke Cage, on the other hand, um, I've had a bit more exposure to. Uh, read some comics, uh, watched the TV show, um, and yeah, like know a bit of the the history and sort of the context and when which he came out in, um, and I've been a fan. I like I said, I've I've not really read too many of um of the comics, just a few here and there. And I was introduced to him in a backwards sort of way, 
as it was through the comic, the uh, Brian Michael Bendis comic, uh, Alias, about Jessica oh, Jones. Yes, yes. Uh, and I discovered, uh, well, I went back and uh, discovered their like relationship and his storyline back from that, as they um, had a bit of history in that. But um, yeah, in terms of this uh, this trade, it's really fun. Uh, I know that's the word going around, but uh, it, it really is. Uh, it's a nice contrast um, from some of the uh, more fo- foreboding and uh, internal stories that we've been reading, or like internal struggle. But with this one, it feels like a nice throwback, a nice um, nod to sort of the origins of these guys is that they hear us for hire um like the street level guys guys who get their hands dirty while like the other avengers are flying about facing intergalactic beings and this one feels like nice and fun and it's, it has its um influences on its sleeve where you have like the you still have a, a bit of the black exploitation but it's a bit more neo black exploitation um you have a bit of the sort of like 70s kung fu yeah. action but it, it feels very very modern it's, it's still like this sort of odd couple buddy cop show or buddy detective show in a way where um they're sort of yeah. mismatched uh, guys um especially with the way uh danny or uh, iron fist is, is portrayed in this particular this particular run where he's sort of the the single uh plays it fast and loose uh, uh, kid where um, Luke Cage is, has a family and he's more uh, thoughtful and considerate about the uh, responsibilities and um, the, the eventualities of their actions. I couldn't find, I couldn't find the word there. Um, it's... And it's, it's nice having these guys um, play off each other uh, and have this sort of sibling, sort of brothers rivalry banter, but like deep down, they like these guys are like buddies for life, yeah. like brothers. It's it's like um, what you were saying about the buddy cop thing. It's very lethal weapon. It's mm, got yeah. a real air of lethal weapon about it. Um, Luke Cage is he's like always like three sentences away from saying I'm too old for this shit in this yeah. book yeah. <laughs> it does feel like that it's um, it's his uh, oh, how do I put this uh, he, he's like it's like he's outgrown the whole superhero thing like he feels like he's he's outgrown the whole superhero thing and he, I don't do that anymore you know I'm not a young man anymore kind of thing and, and Danny's just like turning up at his door just going come on let's go let's go let's have a ride let's beat some dudes up kind of thing yes remember yeah. the old days remember when you said like fun? like if you if you're uh if you're a grown-up and you've got a job and everything whatever and then you've got like this this buddy who's unemployed who turns up at your door blasted on a friday night and he's like let's go out and do what we used to do <laughs> kind of thing um and you're like um i've got to like uh, bathe my child got to do the shopping like sorry yeah. man i'm busy <laughs> See, the only thing that I think is missing from this is that it doesn't look like Luke is actually having that much fun in the end. Whereas it would be nice to see him kind of let loose. Unless I'm misremembering. Is there any bit where he kind of starts enjoying himself? Because he is he's pretty having, like, grown up and responsible the entire way through this. He's having fun issue, on the lowdown. 
he he's having fun. He just doesn't want he just Do doesn't want think... Danny to know that he's having fun. You can I can't say that came across very well. Um as somebody who's like completely new to these characters. Mm. I could I could I can sort of see it. I can see that he 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 wants to do it otherwise he wouldn't do it. And he wouldn't he yeah. I guess cuz the way I the way I felt about it was that like you say that you can feel the friendship between these two but the first time I read this again with completely fresh eyes I thought that Luke was kind of just like gritting his teeth, grinning and bearing it, like being around Danny. I think the way he is. See, like, I, 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 didn't... I don't know. I didn't. I think the general tone of the comic um, is quite light and bubbly. Um, oh, I would sort of relate it to like a, a burn notice or like a Chuck, where they're doing sort of these life and death things, but the tone is very chill and crazy and they're like escaping by the scruff of their necks or it's like they're not going to lose going into this fight type thing and that's not really the tension it's more mm. about how these characters interact in this situation and and with that tone i think it didn't in- inform like uh, it didn't feel like anyone had to uh like really state their feelings but i think we got it in the sense that like greg's saying like okay it, the first outing is uh, helping an old friend but like uh, later on where they team up for different reasons um, it feels like uh, why is he there? Why didn't he just tell Danny to go away but he's like he, like he's invested in the sense that they've got a job to do but there is this element of like not like I'm loving this but more a case of like as as he's fighting, it feels like he's properly jumping into it, not uh, pulling yeah. his punches. I mean, the amount of times people get smashed through walls in in, in these uh, five issues, and it it feels like because um, it's the same thing with like uh, Riggs and Murta. Like he never sort of goes crazy and starts screaming. Um, they never like screaming together. Like, oh, this is actually amazing. He's always slightly has that sort of reluctant. Um, I'm retired, really. We're not together, really, type feel. That's what I picked up from it, anyway. We're not a team. <laughs> the, mm. If there's a wall, it will be smashed in this book. That's <laughs> But that's the thing, though. He, he like, smashes all these people through walls, but I never actually see him, like, take a break and smile afterwards. Or, like, there's just no... I don't see much fun emanating from Luke in this. Like, maybe I'm reading it differently to you guys, but... Um... That's... that's... Yeah, I just get the feel like he's just he's putting up with Danny's crap for the most part, which is still entertaining. It's not. I'm not saying it's not fun to read. I'm just maybe I've got a different take on the characters. Well, he's he's kind of like it's it's like stressful for him, isn't it? Because he's he's whipped. Yeah, and then you know like he's got a kid and everything, and then his best mate is just off the chain. And now he's got another yeah, kid yeah. to look so, after. So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like he he's looking after his kid brother sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I get that feeling from it anyway. Um, hmm. I was going to mention that I, uh, going back to what Le- uh, Leon said earlier about the fact that it does wear its influences on his sleeve still, and it is kind of like a, it's like they've took what they did originally, like back in the seventies, and then they've had fun with it. So rather than doing it uh, in the seventies to to cash in on the like the martial arts dollar and whatever, because back at back when 
Iron Fist was conceived, it was purely to, I, I'm guessing, purely to cash in on the Bruce Lee money, you know? Like, because martial arts was a big craze and, and everything mm. else. And obviously, like mm. Leon mentioned, you've got the whole black exploitation thing with, with Luke Cage's character being what he was. And, and then, like, it, it's like they've taken that and they've they've overblown it a little bit for this book. Yeah, yeah I, I like that it's not a subversion of that. I like it's not holding a spotlight against the things that were wrong with it back in the yeah. 70s. It's kind of, yeah, taking it and... Yeah, cartoonifying it yeah and i think yeah. this yeah this comic's very cartoony like in its yeah. style and its I, can, I can actually see it playing as a cartoon i don't know i don't know if it's just me that could see this as an animation like uh, no, way, definitely. in no, I tone think so, yeah. as well like yeah. Adult yeah, in tone as well rather than rather than it being it's not it's not so serious that i could see it like you know like the live action luke cage or the any of the live action defender stuff that we've got and I suppose the live action Iron Fist, which will that be airing by the time this show goes out? Not sure when that it's, starts, actually. Yeah. We can, uh, we'll find out and put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. But like, it, it's, it, it, it's not, it's, it's, it is like a cartoon. It is like a cartoon. It's, this is what a comic should be. I think, I think this is what a comic should be. Um, in tone. Well, I, I would, let's, I, let's I, be careful I, with the say I would what. push back. I'd push back on that, just in the case of that. Um, I think for the story that this is telling, yeah. which is uh, oh, no, I, yeah. two guys who... Um, and, and the thing I really like about this, actually, this is related to my point, is that this isn't like Black Panther yeah. um, that we covered. Um, instead of being like a retcon, refresh, this... It ha- continues with all the history yeah. still there so these guys have been power man and iron fist uh, luke cage has been part of the avengers um heroes for hire has happened and plays a big part of uh, big impetus uh, with the storyline um and i like that now we're at this stage where uh, jessica and luke are married have a kid and it's like it's set like now um and it's set like in a later part of these characters' lives, and all the stuff before and all the relationships have happened are there. Like uh, other characters, like Black Mariah, they're like they're there. They're part of the um, the fabric of the of the world, and and I, I like that it has that, um, and then uses it in the way it does because I think for this particular story they're telling which is this sort of buddy and detective show yeah. I think yeah, yeah I think this this tone um, is the best way if this had been done in some like gritty sort of Marvel adult like, it w- I just think it would have been dull but it feels like it's written by a mm. fan um, of b- both characters uh, of those uh, earlier comics and it feels like um, like like the, the, I guess the most sort of energetic way to do this particular story. But then, uh, I, like, I think different stories suit different tones because, like, Black Panther, I, I don't think that would work with the same tone no, as this totally issue. Wouldn't. But like, what, hmm. what I, I think what I meant when I said this is what a comic should be is that how do I get this across? Because I, I know I like, I like comics that are, are, you know, a little bit more, a little deeper in tone, a little darker in tone kind of 
I, I, I like Batman. But, yeah. But I, I guess what you're probably saying is that, like, for you, like, this is a comic. Yes, yes, comic. yeah, that's that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, like, for me, yeah. this, is, this is... And it, there's, like, there's no sort of allusions to it being this uh, other it, bit of it art hasn't got, or yeah. blah, blah. This it's is a comic. A comic. Or like an introspective yeah. character study or anything like that. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, it's exactly just, it's that. It's, it's, that a, it's fun. Page. It's yeah. it's a comic comic. It's not a comic with delusions of grandeur. It just it knows what it is and it plays up to that, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the comics I used to read exactly. as a kid. Exactly. Like not the ones where I was going into it expecting like high literature. Yeah. It's not like when I started reading no. Watchmen or like the Batman stuff where it's everything is like a deconstruction of a facet of the character. This is just like these two guys getting into trouble and getting into fights and then we see stuff scattered all over the page. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of level of fun and exactly. lightheartedness. Exactly. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. So, guys, um, what did we think of the book overall? Quick conclusions. What Would you recommend it? Who would you recommend it to? That kind of thing. And like, yeah, I'd, I I I thought it was great. I'd one hundred percent recommend it to anyone who's like, who wants something to read. Like, it's new to comic books and doesn't want anything that's too self serious or, um, like it's it's also not too comic booky. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. Like, it's not comic booky in the way that you have to know all the different characters and understand all the the back history. Like, you know how some people have complaints about getting into the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe at this point. You don't need any of that. I came straight into this, not really knowing anything about it, apart from just generally how the Marvel universe operates, and that it's you know it's kind of lighthearted. And I had a blast reading this. Um, I would I would give this to my nephews, for example, to read if they asked me for a comic recommendation. Yeah, loved it. Great recommendation from you guys. Yeah, I would uh, I'd recommend this to anyone. I think it's brilliant. I I'd recommend the old comics as well, actually, because the old Power Man and Iron Fist comics are really fun uh, in a different way. Um, but I'd I'd recommend this. Um, I really like the art style. Um, I like how sort of like cartoonish it is, and how bright and and how it because there's a lot of really bright colours in this book. It's not you know nothing is understated. It's all very pops off the page and very um, wham in your face kind of thing. Short of having a big huge bubble with wham written in it. Yeah, because we haven't really yeah, yeah, we touched on, yeah. on on the on the actual art. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I love like how vibrant and expressive uh, uh, the art is, um, and I think it's, it's another comic that handles the action in a really cool way, where like the onomatopoeia are on the screen and mm. like they feel like they're part of the uh, mm. part of the image, part yeah. of the fight. Um, and yeah, and I love. Um, like you're saying, how comic book he is. Like Luke Cage, just seems like he's the mini Hulk at times, and mm. I, I like how they jump between uh, all of that. And I like how uh, it, it makes uh, like Marvel's Harlem uh, this uh, this cool sort of interesting place with a lot of um, uh, cr- like crazy. Uh, individual individualistic characters just uh just walking about and every now and again you might be eating a burger and then two of your favorite superheroes are sitting in the booth next to you or like you're walking down the street and then uh like 
a superhero just falls from the sky and people fighting over hot dogs. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it creates this like this fun, fun world where I know you keep saying that a lot, and I think that yeah. is the key word. Yeah. It's fun, and like as Rahul was saying, um, I think it does this more successfully than uh, like Black Panther, where this has a lot of history, but it doesn't matter in the sense that it just drops you in, but there's not any like long law that you need to remember at all. Instead, it's just a case of these guys used to work together. Mm. This person was their ex uh, office manager. And this is kind of Black Panther where you had to know the ins and outs of Wakandan. uh, Yeah. Wakandan politics. And I guess it has, it doesn't have that job to do, but I I think for what it does in the world, it's got, it does that fairly effectively. Like, like Mm. Yeah. And like, sorry, Rahul, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, and like a couple of points before we move on. Like, I love some, like the vibe of this world. Like Leon was mentioning how they how they build up the city. Like these guys can't go anywhere without people in the background, like trying to take their photo or taking selfies with them in their mm. in their phone and stuff. Like it's there's all these little background details about that gives you an idea of just how prolific these guys are. And like again, part of the thing where I'm new to these characters, but I immediately understood that they were both a pretty big deal. Like everyone was trying to get a snap of them. Um, and yeah, about the artwork, like one thing we didn't mention is like the style of the artwork, like the, the, the line art is, is kind of animated. This is what you were talking about, how it would make a really good like Saturday morning cartoon. Cause it has this like fluidity yeah. and yeah. Um, like painterly vibe to it. Like I love the coloring in this book because everything kind of feels like it's been cut out of like sugar paper. I don't know if you, if you, if that rings right with you, um, but like it's got this muted pastel but bright papery vibe to it, which I really liked. Um, yeah, that the colors are something else in yeah. this book. Yeah, Luffridge does some great yeah. work with it. Mm. We like Luffridge's colors. Um, I. Uh... I guess the way it's um, the way it's written as well, like the way it flows. Each each um, yeah yeah. There's, there's not really any downtime at all, which yeah. I quite like. It's just bam, bam, bam. And it's not really doing anything too complicated yeah. either. It's like here's the like here they have to go and pick up their friend, and then they have to go and find a necklace, and they have to go fight these guys, and then it's the next issue. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I like I always do this, and I'm going to yeah. proceed to do this every episode. Is uh, like as a as a TV show, like mm. the first four episodes would make a great pilot. Yeah, like you just everything you need there, and it just just hits all the points, and then uh, and then issue like, five is like a breather webisode kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it and it sort of like just leads you on the path of like what's next, like what what other crazy shenanigans are mm. in store, and right. yeah, it, it definitely makes me interested to where. Uh, and if Netflix need any hints, maybe maybe they should just make <laughs> a Power Man and Iron Fist cartoon. Yeah, with the yeah. same type yeah. of uh, like well, with, with with a lighter yeah. tone uh, than their current shows. Yeah, that don't, would be amazing. Yeah, don't yeah. don't try and I'd combine your current shows. I mean, you've already got your Defenders thing going on Netflix, where you're going to put all four of them together. But I think I'd I'd like this to be a cartoon instead of a Power Man and Iron Fist dark and dreary defender show yeah you should do it as a cartoon netflix listen to us listen to those comicals we know what we're talking about on to our actual uh deep dive then 
So now we get to talk about all the uh, stuff that we can't mention for fear of spoiling it for everyone because this is a short spoiler section. And uh, although it's still only a volume one, so there's not a lot really to spoil, it's still the stuff in here that we wouldn't feel comfortable saying to you if you were going to read the book because we would just like ruin stuff in it, which, you know. And it's all these like little things that we've picked up and noticed as we've read through it, like little nods to certain things and etc. So, um, the first one I want to bring up is the two spider women when they turn up. Because uh, there's this really, really, really awesome panel <laughs> where there's a fight going on in the street, uh, Power Man, Iron Fist, and I think it's, um, yeah, issue, issue two. two. Uh, there's a fight going on in the street and it's the uh, Gorilla Man. Yeah, man, man, Gorilla Man, Man Gorilla, basically like um, Heroes for Hire or previous Heroes for Hire, are yeah. having um, having like brunch or lunch or something. They're in a cafe yeah. hanging out, and these two guys come up and harass them. And like we said earlier, somebody gets punched through a wall, and they're having a fight out in the street. It's, and we see the two Spider yeah, Women. It's Gorilla on Man there. and uh, the Black Tarantula. So Arthur, Gorilla Man, Magan, and uh, Carlos, Black Tarantula, Lamato. Now, these two are kind of like a mirror image of Power Man and Iron Fist as well. I don't know if you guys caught on to that. Mm. It's, it, it, yeah. it's like their yeah. rival team. Like, yeah. total rival team, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, yeah, a little bit I, like I, taken to its most ridiculous yeah, yeah, form. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And, I also love that in the previous issue... Um, Luke, uh, sorry, Tombstone takes issue with the fact that um, these guys like Luke and Danny are calling him a yeah. thief. And then in this issue, you've got Gorilla Man and Black Tarantula who are doing the job for Tombstone to try and get the necklace back off him. And then Luke, uh, Luke gets all pissed off because he thinks that they're being called thieves. I'm like, he's such a hypocrite. But, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> like the total Tombstone is doing to them exactly what they did to Tombstone because he's sending the, the exact same Basically, kind of yeah. guys to do the exact same kind of job. Um, yeah, so there's this big fight in the street and then on a rooftop nearby, we've got uh, Spider-Woman and Spider-Gwen sat watching uh, with their Burger Hut takeout. Um, Spider-Woman seems to be filming the whole thing on her smartphone uh, and the exchange is brilliant she's just like completely all she wants out of it is to see guys getting naked as they're fighting and yeah, yeah Spider Gwen's asking like relevant questions <laughs> and Spider Woman's just like when's he gonna lose the shirt uh, Spider Gwen's like what does Iron Fist look like under his mask and, and Spider Woman's just like does it matter with a body like that <laughs> <laughs> it, it is great um, I do love that because it's just such a beautiful aside and one of the main boons of the Marvel universe and the fact that a lot of the action, a lot of the heroes are centred around yeah. New York just mm. the idea that like this could be happening and everyone else is about, so it's just lovely to have these two here who are not part of the story at all, just be like hey what, what the hell's going on over here and uh Spider-Woman's biting her lip, uh, <laughs> watching as it goes on. And then Sp Spider-Gwen is just this uh, this innocent doe, just looking on like, yeah, what what's happening? And I'll ask, and all these questions. It is, it's, a it's a beautiful set of panels. I do like it. 
And yeah, th- this thing you mentioned about Marvel, I think this is one of the things that I love about Marvel the most is that they know how to have fun with their properties. Like you've got just, it's literally just one page in, in, in an entire book and it's such a standout moment because it's these two characters who have like complete runs of their own. You know, they have their own stories, their own lives going on in the background. Um, and yeah, they drop them into these guys' story and just have like a, a funny, funnier side and then have to be in on. the right place at the right time. I think it's yeah. great. The other thing I, I picked yeah. up on that I really liked was uh, Tombstone's goons that are tailing Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so yeah, they're great. out of their head. They really have no idea what to do, and they're just sat in the car just waiting for a call from their boss, like, holy fucking shit, what do we do? These guys beat the shit out of everyone they touch. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, they're doing the smartest thing they can do, which is just, like, sit back and wait for somebody else to take a beating. I know. And then, like... You have like that line where it's just like, um, well, let's weigh this up. Like, we could go in there, <laughs> get our asses kicked, and then uh, Tombstone will be angry at us. Like, it's lose yeah. lose. <laughs> Is he doing that weird whisper shout thing again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where, like, there, there's a lot of, like, really cool sort of, like, I mean, it almost goes too far, but I still love it. it it's uh, every character has some quippy line. Yeah. I know a lot of people that can rub people up the wrong way, but mm-hmm. I just kind of love that stuff. Even when it's over the top, where like, there's a bit where like uh, a character has like three or four different nicknames in the space of one conversation with Iron Fist. Like, I think it's Pat Mariah Pat, calls Pat Mariah, him like, Hong like, Kong Fooey and yeah. something else or mm. something else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's, just, she's just rolling around. But I, I kind of love it. And I kind of love, just how ridiculous it is, ridiculous it is having uh, like two two characters are having a conversation while the other two are yeah. fighting. Like it 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 manages to make the ridiculous something that you uh, are sort of just deeply infested get... in. Well, I think the tone of the story sets that sets that kind of stuff to up to yeah. be allowed. Because like we keep going back to like comparing this to Black Panther, it totally wouldn't work in that because the vibe of the story is so self-serious. But in this, it's so light-hearted you can look past the ridiculousness of, my, of the dialogue and just enjoy one what of it is. Favorite panels is, is going back a bit is where they're sat together in the car, the small car. Um, this hmm. you've got Luke Cage and uh, Power Fist sitting side by side in a small car that's clearly too small, and the way they get that across is to draw Luke Cage cartoonily filling the car. He's just <laughs> totally like hunched over, just filling the car with his hands on the little steering wheel. I thought that was brilliant. I love stuff like that. Um, and he just looked, it's like, it's like he's, he's spilling over into the passenger seat as well. And Danny's kind of like crunched up almost against the window a little bit with his arm out <laughs> the window. I think one of my favorite things of this book is, um, the the two different Doctor Strange well we've got Doctor yeah. Strange and then budget like Senior and Magic what is it um the yeah Doctor Strange's non-union Mexican <laughs> equivalent Senior yeah. Magical <laughs> like I love it I love how like Doctor Strange is like it's kind of a douche and he thinks that the magic of this necklace is beneath him like because he doesn't know it it's not yeah. worth knowing and then they go to this other guy who knows exactly what it's on about he knows like maybe it's like quote unquote lesser magic but he's like he's he's way friendlier and he's not a dick about it. Basically, like I I love that character. I'd kind of like, I'd kind of want to see more from him. Yeah, because it's like the uh, the thing. Because that that's the, the 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 stones and stuff they're doing, yeah. the super soul stone and all that. Like mm. I love that. That's is like oh, this is street magic. So it's like yeah. you have these different tiers and like 
Miss, uh, Doctor Strange is super aloof and uh, oh, I've never heard of this, blah blah, because it's not like classical uh, make incantations and draw signs. Yeah. Well, it is to a degree, yeah. but it's not like this big known sort of witchcraft. Instead, it's something a bit more. Uh, it's just small time, whatever. Hush, hush. Yeah. Did you did you take this yeah. to be? an insult as I did when I first read it like he was telling them they were looking for David Blaine (laughs) (laughs) I did not think of that that's uh I'm gonna have to read when I first read that and he says street magic I'm thinking wait you're saying this super soul stone is like a David Blaine thing is because like like he's really insulting these guys about it and then it's just that the whole thing where Luke Cage is leaving and he's like man what a bunch of fiddle faddle I never thought he'd ever shut up I have Agamotto this seven rings of Ragador that <laughs> Luke Cage yeah, is swearing. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like as well, like w- one of the things that I was interested about um, is that Doctor Strange has like Wong, who is his um, his like manservant, uh, and in this, he's still portrayed as yeah. the manservant, even yeah. though it's like uh, 2016 uh, comic. And I, I, was, I was wondering, sort of like the motivation behind that. Um, and it, like, thinking about it, it's just super clear. It's because Doctor Strange is a douche. So it's like, <laughs> there's, 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 like, in, instead of, like, doing what they could and, like, making, make, like, with the Doctor Strange movie and, like, changing up Wong's character, they leave him as the manservant purposely because it makes sense in this context because Doctor it Strange is. is a douche. Yeah. Oh man, you, you read you read way deeper into that than I did. Because <laughs> like, if, if I hadn't thought about it until you just mentioned it, but like, if anyone's going to serve tea in this house, it's going to be him. Like, if 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 I was at Greg's house and somebody said, "Oh, can you make a cup of tea?" You'd get the Indian guy to make a cup of tea. You'd get the Asian guy to Whoa. make a cup of tea. He's just the guy making a cup of tea. Like that's that's how it seems to me. You want? I wouldn't trust Doctor Strange to make me a cup of tea. And that's Wong to make me a cup of tea. That's Doctor Strange is American. Doctor Strange wouldn't, be, wouldn't know how to make a cup of tea. If you <laughs> well, the, exactly. a cup of tea, you wouldn't know how to make a cup of tea. But I don't think you know. I mean, being serious, I don't think there is any hint of him like being being a manservant apart from literally just bringing yeah. Him a I drink. think. I think he's like the butler. I don't. I don't know about manservant more butler, but well, not even butler. Yeah. He's just the guy who's bringing his guests. But he's a cup he's of tea. badass that's, butler. That's you go to Batman's house. Alfred brings you your cup of tea. You know. Alfred's but Alfred's a also a badass, and Wong's also. I think Wong's in, in like uh, some of the like Doctor Strange comics. He is actually like a, an actual badass. He uses magic and stuff and he's he's like in the same sort of capacity that you get Alfred in in uh Batman. As in Alfred when 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 the shit hits the fan, Alfred's there with a shotgun against the wall just like okay, I've got to protect the Batcave, you know. See, I don't think there's any social commentary going yeah. on here. I just think it's a dude serving some tea. I think if you look on the page where he's um he's pouring Luke yeah. a cup I love Luke's face in that. Like he's got this slightly dainty stance to him, and like his dot eyes, which I think are adorable. Like he looks really cute. <laughs> in that image. Take a look, top left. Yeah, in that panel, I can see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Ray, a little bit. I don't, I don't know about there being anything. I, I know we know that Doctor Strange is a douche, and that is probably at the back of it. The <laughs> fact that he's, you know, he would have a butler or a manservant because he thinks he's god's gift to magic or whatever but it's just um 
Yeah, I think I think it's 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 partly Doctor Strange being a douche and partly the fact that I think Wong just knows how to make a really good cup of tea and Doctor Strange doesn't. <laughs> I also think that Doctor Strange, he I, I don't understand how he can sneer at street magic while having like a knockoff sort of omen <laughs> in the back of his shop. Well, that's 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 just you know collector. That's he's just a collector, isn't he? He's probably got he's he's probably got sting in there somewhere. It's probably glowing blue right now. He's got a shelf of pop vinyls yeah. that you can't see. And some some <laughs> horrible like replica weapons from various movie franchises and stuff that he's got. He's got an Iron Man helmet with a voice changer. <laughs> Moving on. So, so somebody said fiddle faddle. That was right? me. Who mentioned that? Because that's yeah. Like so, Luke's um, Luke's method of swearing in this because he's been told off by Jessica for swearing in front of their daughter too much. I think it's interesting. Yeah, like everything's just fiddle faddle. Because in this book, Luke Cage is on lockdown. He's he's totally whipped. Jessica is like the <laughs> boss. She's at home like effing and blinding, but he's not allowed to swear. She tells him he's got to curb his swearing, so he's trying this new thing where he substitutes swear words for things like um, fiddle faddle and stuff like that, and uh, it, it results in some hilarious speech bubbles. I, I mean, I I thought this was a little bit forced. Like he's he uses fiddle faddle a lot. He calls Tombstone a knickknack paddywhack. I don't really know what it's like. You have to be really. I, th- it's, I don't know. It, it comes across forced, but I think it's supposed to. I think I think it's meant to. It's meant to I feel like he's, he's making he's, he's making a conscious effort not to say motherfucker. You know, <laughs> he's just <laughs> that's yeah. okay. Fair point. <laughs> I I quite like that though. I do quite like that, and I, I like. Um, I like I like the way he he kind of gets railed for it a little bit in the beginning by Iron Fist. Hmm. I do I do enjoy the swearing. And then the best bit of that is uh, like Jessica just f some blinds. <laughs> and when and the daughter like, doesn't care, like it's completely going over it, her the head. The whole the whole point was the daughter was picking it up and she comes out with some huge string of it, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's we've right. We've got to yeah, stop swearing, right. or you've got to stop swearing. She says, but I think Jessica swears more than Luke does anyway. Um, and you've got uh, the whole bit where they're arguing, and and Iron Fist is in the in the in the other room. Danny Rand's just standing there in the other room with the daughter, and Luke's like, you know, he's just there, right? And you're talking about him, <laughs> saying he's such a, saying mm-hmm. he's a knob, and, and Jessica's like, yeah, I know. Did you hear me? I said you were a knob, kind of thing. Like she doesn't care that he's there, <laughs> and he can hear it. And and the the whole thing with the the phone calls as well. When when Luke's on the phone, he won't he won't say hi from Iron Fist. See, that's the kind of thing that makes me think that he doesn't want Danny around. But I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too. I much think it's that more part. that he doesn't want Jessica to know that he's enjoying it because Jessica's told him no. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like if if you get told you're not allowed to do something by a significant other, and then you do it anyway, but you pretend not to enjoy it. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. No, um, he he's literally just trying to look good for Jessica. Like, look, Jessica, I'm 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 doing what I'm told, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. We're not back together. Honest. I do like this slightly running theme about um, like being pissed off that his clothes keep yeah, getting wrecked. Yeah. Like he makes a comment about how his skin is unbreakable, but his his waistcoat that, is silk. <clears> that goes back line. to the um, that that comes up in the TV show as well. 
in the Luke Cage TV yeah. show where his clothes just keep getting shredded by bullets. And he's he's makes comments about how like, oh man, this is like my fifth hoodie this week and whatever. You know. <laughs> um so like some little bits of trivia that we picked up on when we were going through it. There's a lot of musical references in this comic. There's a uh a Run the Jewels lyric. Uh, where Jenny and Black Mariah walk into one of um, Tombstone's operations and they are about to rob everybody and Jenny sort of mutters under her breath and the crowd chants get that paper which is from the first Run the Jewels album, isn't it? Is it the self-titled track? Yeah. Yeah, Run the Jewels. Yeah, and it's, it's an ELP verse. Um, you've got a point, a, a part where Black Mariah is chucking money in the air, and she's singing to herself, and it's uh, "For the Love of Money" by the OJ's, and it's like the opening "Money, Money, 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 Money," and she's like singing it to herself. And then at the end, the only one they actually sign post properly is the Lion King one. Uh, Can you feel the love tonight? Where they start singing that at the end, or Black Mariah again starts singing "Can you feel the love tonight" from the Lion King. Which, I guess it's it's the one that they're kind of allowed to sign posts because now they're owned by Disney. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah, what you were gonna say something, Ray? No, I was just agreeing with that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize I didn't make the connection that Lion King being Disney and now they own Marvel that that's why they could use. That I guess line. that's the what, that's why they said from the Lion King instead of just saying don't make me bust into my favorite Disney jam. You know, yeah. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I mean, these two go around being douchebags and like robbing, robbing banks and stores and stuff. But they got good taste. Yeah, and they're not. I don't think they're they're terrible, terrible people in this book. I mean, they're bad people, but they're not. Actually, yeah, yeah that's that's one thing. I thought in issue one, I thought Black Mariah was going to be like a really bad influence, and like it it was going to turn out that she was like super sinister. But like, I, I felt like that she in... was manipulating because there's that line yeah. in, in, uh, in issue one. Where she says, um, "We're I'm gonna take over, whatever." And then uh, mm. White Jenny's like, "We're gonna like." She says, uh, "Black Mariah and White Jenny are gonna do it." Yeah, because she's already got a history of being abused and being taken advantage of. And I was, I, I had this like horrible feeling that that's that it was gonna happen again. Like Black Mariah was gonna be mm. another abuser. But, but I'm glad that it didn't turn out that way. Well, I like that they turned that on its head and said uh, Black Mariah is the one's like. Early on, she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This yeah, is getting whoa, a bit more out. serious. Mm. We're just gonna like cause some havoc and steal some stuff." And like, what are you talking about? Murdering people? What? Mm. what? I just wanted some from? money. That's all I wanted. Just wanted some jewels and some cash. Mm. Let's talk about the fistball special, where yeah. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> so you've got you've got this panel where Luke Cage throws Iron Fist, um, calls it the fistball special. Instead of the fastball special, which we all know is a Wolverine signature move. And it's Wolverine and Colossus that do the fastball special, isn't it? In the X-Men comics. Colossus yeah. chucks yeah, Wolverine, generally. they call it the fastball special. Uh, but generally, it's it's like anyone bigger than Wolverine, because I'm sure Hulk's thrown him before. I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. One of those things that's in the mush of many things that I've read in the past, but... Um, you've got the fistball special in this, which I thought was a nice nod to sort of Marvel history, and it's like keeping it all in the family kind of thing. As you were saying, you know, about random heroes turning up in the comic, people just walking past, turning up mm-hmm. in Harlem, random Marvel heroes or whatever. It's like they're, they're bringing into it that the, the other heroes that they've met, like the whole fistball special thing and whatever. 
which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I like how this ties into how Luke just can't shut up about how he used to be in the Avengers and yeah, led the Avengers yeah. and knows the yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Because Luke apparently led the Avengers once, or so he'll never let you forget. Did he? Yes, <laughs> did he, he did. The Avengers? He did. Know he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, building on that, you guys know there was a point when Iron Fist was Daredevil. Going back a bit. Yeah, Iron no. Fist. Further yeah. getting into the whole, like, people knowing each other in Hell's Kitchen and in Harlem and whatever. Iron Fist was, for a short spell, Daredevil, because he did Daredevil a solid by trying to hide Daredevil's identity, by pretending to be Daredevil, being like, look, Matt Murdock's not Daredevil, we swear. You know, I'm Daredevil, I'm wearing the suit. What did you What did you guys think of Jessica Jones's um, appearance in this? Like, do you think she got short thrift? Short thrift? Do you think she wasn't in it enough? Or, like... <laughs> um, I, I think for what they're setting up with these guys, like she's in it as much as she would be, I, I think. Mm. Um, and I've got, like, as current with just a couple of episodes, they've got out uh, episodes, issues they've got out. Um, yeah, it, it does just feel a bit one note at the moment because she's constantly complaining. But then, even then... Like with her complaining and stuff, I don't know. It, it, all of this, which I kind of love about it, makes it super in- inevitable. And like it's inevitable with Luke that he's gonna get back uh, with uh, mm. Danny. And to her, it's inevitable. And I think her—it almost feels like her thing is not don't start up together. It's just like tell me what are you guys doing? What, why do you keep coming back? And uh, I thought you said this, this is a one-time thing and. Another yellow T-shirt is destroyed. Like, yeah. Come on, yeah, Luke, can, just say it. She can see I feel it like if they off. kept her in the yeah. loop, she wouldn't care. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't think she pushed back much when they decide to yeah. actually do it uh, on the last issue. So, and, so that's what I kind of like. And while on the face of it, it, it might like I, I might be a little frustrated, thinking like, eh, is that just gonna gonna have her be the nagging housewife? But I've got a feeling that everyone's gonna play a part. In it, and I say that mostly just because I'm a I'm a Jessica Jones, like I said, I'm an Alias and Pulse fan, um, so I would like her to get involved at some point. But for like the sort of genre trope they're setting up with this, it it does I don't know, it doesn't feel like mm, false. Yeah, uh, yeah even, I... even though selfishly I, I want her to do more. Yeah, I think the only reason I kind of picked up on it was because she was the only character I recognised. I feel like in. maybe in but, later issues, yeah. when we get further on, um, she's going to start turning up a little bit more, maybe getting in on the action a little bit. Mm. I mean, it is Power Man and Iron Fist. She's got her own damn comic. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> you got your own damn series. I mean, for something like... One of the biggest things for me, for something that started out as a way to save two failing comics back in the 70s. These two haven't done too badly out of, them, out of it, have they? As characters, like the history they've had, um, the way that they've been used by Marvel through time and whatever, and, and since they were both rebooted again and Iron Fist was brought back to life and everything else, because he died at the end of the original run. Uh, I don't think they've done too badly out of the fact that they were too failing comic book series that had to be combined together to keep them alive because that was the whole reason Power Man and Iron Fist became Power Man and Iron Fist because the books weren't selling 
so they put them both into one book in a bid to save the characters back in the 70s but I don't think they did too badly out of it I was going to say, I think they're a good set of characters to pair up yeah, in this way. Yeah. yeah, and I think if they keep it this light-hearted, I'd be happy to keep reading it. We know it. that in, in previous incarnations of Iron Fist, he's not been such a wisecracker, but I, I, I quite like the wisecracking. Mm-hmm. I think it... I, I like the tone of the book, so I like the wisecracking. I, I think it need you, I like the fun, to use the word again, the fun. I like the fun of it, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mm. come off as grating, which I quite yeah. like. So I guess that's about all. Um, overall impressions, we loved it. Uh, I'd say we'd all tell you to go out and buy it. I think I speak for each of us, we'd say that, wouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I'm going to go and go out and get it, uh, book two. I'm going to go and get volume two. And I think uh, at some point we're going to come back to it and we're going to review volume two because I really enjoyed reading this and I like talking about it. It's It's got more for me to get my hooks into than other stuff, I think, when I want to talk about something. So that's what's quite. I quite enjoy reading it as well because it just it's a lot in there to. to uh, it's just so colourful and fun. I love it. So yeah, uh, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, that's about all. So. We've. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Ace Comicals. You can find us on Twitter. It's at Ace Comicals. You can find us on iTunes now. Woohoo! If you search for us. Uh, <laughs> as ace comicals we're there on itunes find us subscribe we have our website www.acecomicals.com which is run by fireside uh we are on the app um which pocket cast that's the one yeah i can't remember it It (laughs) the name was on the tip of my tongue i wanted to call it podcatcher but no it's pocket casts I mean, I think the, the, yeah. the hub for all of this would be our website, so www.acecomicals.com, and there's all links there. to iTunes, yeah. Pocket Cast, Twitter, Facebook, oh, blah, blah, blah. And we it's have a WordPress there. blog as well, which is also linked from our website. It's just uh, acecomicals.wordpress.com. Um, if you want to get in touch, ask us some questions, um, suggest something for us that you'd like us to read, maybe, um, you can get in touch via acecomicals at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch through the Twitter feed. Where can we find you guys individually? Right, so I've uh, finally got back onto my Twitter, which I hadn't touched for about three years. Um, that's at Monke, so that's at M-O-O-N-K-E-H. And you'd be doing... And for me... Oh, sorry, I was going to say, you'd be doing yourself a favour following Rahul, because he's actually followed by Barack Obama. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I won that game. <laughs> no joke, followed by the real Barack Obama. You can go and check it out. Go and look at his Twitter feed. I don't think I mentioned to you, but my colleague is also followed by Barack Obama, so maybe it's just a pattern engineering maybe. thing. Maybe he's gonna. Maybe he wants maybe. you guys yeah. to build him an Iron Man suit. Well, yeah, you're important people. So <laughs> you can get a visit from um, from Shield. They're gonna come knocking at your door. Have you heard of the Avengers Initiative? Be yeah. Biden. Fingers crossed. And uh, Leon, where can we find you? Uh, basically, just head to my Twitter at Leon Everett. And before we go, Greg, do you want to plug the, um, the our intro yeah, music? so our intro music is actually by one of my brother's many musical projects, a band called We're Not Worthy. Yep, you can go check them out. Their stuff's on YouTube. It's uh, on Bandcamp. And um, the track that we use, it, well, it's a part of a track called Make Mine a Double, which is from their EP that they released. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's... That's about all. That says Comicals. Thanks for listening, guys. Over and out.